Hello, I'm Professor Li Wei, Director and Dean of IOE, UCL's Faculty of Education and Society. I've always loved learning languages, which is an interest I share with UCL's President and Provost, Dr. Michael Spence. In celebration of International Mother Language Day, Michael and I recently had a chat about our experiences of language learning. And why we think it is so important. Have a listen. So I understand that you are bringing up your、uh, youngest children bilingually in Korean and English. Tell us how you're doing it. Yes. So uh, both uh, my wife speaks to them in good Korean and good English, and I speak to them in bad Korean and okay English.、Um, I know that's not the way you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to have one parent only speak one language and one parent only speak the other language,、um, but it's just not practical in a family. And so、mm. we do what you're not supposed to do, which is swap between the two. But of course,、um, we spend a lot of time with my parents-in-law, and they're much more comfortable in Korean than in English. So they only speak to the children in Korean, and we had them educated. In nursery school, entirely in Korean, and of course we send them to Korea Saturday school now. So their Korean is, you know, as I say, better than mine, really. So that's a really good example of how families manage their languages according to their individual needs、mm-hmm. and social needs, rather than following strictly these uh, policies uh, that are designed. Somewhat artificially, I think that's right, and it's also. I mean, I think you notice it particularly lexically, because in a family, just as you have,、um, you know, pet words for one thing or another, there are some things we only ever refer to in Korean,、um, because I don't know, milk for some reason, we only ever use the Korean word, not the English word. Who knows why? Yeah. So in your work,、uh, how do you find uh, uh, the knowledge of multiple languages? Helping your work. Well,、uh, you know, I, as I、uh, suggested, Chinese has been incredibly important in my work because of the importance of research and education collaborations、um, with China, and、uh, and I think it's very important to be able to get a window into the culture with which you're dealing. And also, as you develop peer relationships with people in other institutions, sometimes to be at the linguistic advantage, and sometimes to be at the linguistic disadvantage, there's a kind of power sharing arrangement that I think should go on there. So, apart from family life and work, what other benefits of language learning can you see? Well, language learning just opens up whole worlds.、Um, you know it.、Uh, It is genuinely the case that I don't think I fully understood my wife until I learned Korean, and that's because you know Korean has five levels of honorific,、um, and it's not just、um, honorific markers. There are different、um, uh, nouns take different shape depending upon who owns. I mean, it's, it's very complicated hierarchical language. That's deep in my wife's heart, but she has the Accent and the grammar and the facility in English of a native-born Australian, and of course Australia has a very egalitarian culture, and so you'd never guess that hierarchy is quite so important to my wife as it is,、mm-hmm. um, unless you had something of an insight into the Korean language. 
And I think um, learning that the things that you take for granted about the world and that are written into your language are not necessarily things that everybody takes for granted about the world is incredibly important. Indeed. So despite the fact there are hundreds of different languages in, in society, in British society, the uptake of modern foreign languages in schools is on the decline for the last two decades or longer. What do you think the reasons are and how do we go about changing that? So I think as for the reasons as to why people are not learning languages, you know, that really falls within your expertise and that of the Institute of Education. I'd be interested to hear what you think. But there is, of course, a danger on the horizon, which is that the translation software, both written and, and, and oral, is, is getting so good that there's the danger of people thinking, well, I have my phone, why do I need to learn another language? But, of course, there's nothing quite like engaging with someone in their own language yourself or acquiring the mental agility that comes from learning the structures of a, of a different language. Um, and I think we just need to make sure that we support language learning with the resources that it requires because it is more resource intensive if well done than teaching some other subjects to make sure that British young people have those skills. But why do you think people well, are learning I think languages? One of the uh, reasons is clearly because there is a false impression amongst English speakers that because everybody in the world speaks English or trying to learn to speak English, and we don't have to bother with anybody else's languages. Mm. Uh, but there is also uh, a real societal issue that is uh, teacher supply. Mm. Uh, and we in England are facing a terrible uh, challenge, very tough challenge, mm -hmm. of finding enough modern foreign language teachers uh, in post-Brexit Britain uh, to support language learning in schools. There are other uh, social class, social economic class mm -hmm. issues in terms of the uh, different gender uptake and different uh, geographical distribution of modern foreign language uh, education mm -hmm. in uh, schools. These are really complicated social issues mm -hmm. uh, that are part of uh, the bigger challenge of education, of schooling that we all have to face. I mean, I think the other thing that we need to do in education is to affirm people's heart languages across um, the curriculum. So uh, where we lived in Australia, we could have sent our children to state schools where they would be taught bilingually in either Korean and English or in, um, or in Chinese and English. Yes. And that was available um, not only for people for whom they were community languages but, or home languages, but also um, for people from the community more generally. I think um, the education system needs to sink resource and commitment. Yes. And we need to affirm the fact that if you speak Farsi or Urdu or, or whatever at home, that's a great resource you bring to the class, not a disadvantage. Absolutely. Community language education is very, very important in this country. And there are hundreds of community language schools that don't have formal systematic support from the local government or the central government indeed, but they're community-based and they're providing a, a value, really valuable education to hundreds of young people. Yes. At the same time, 
we see in uh, European countries, uh, content and language integrated learning programs are extremely uh, successful in both teaching the content and also teaching the language and developing knowledge, knowledge uh, subject-based knowledge and linguistic knowledge at the same time. And again, it's something that Britain needs to uh, learn uh, from and uh, uh, really transform our way of uh, teaching languages. So what are the incentives and also pitfalls in learning a language? Um, so I just find learning languages fun. Um, and uh, you know, I've, uh, I did modern Greek for a while when I was at Oxford and I've had a go at Welsh and there's just, um, it's just kind of fun. But you do have to have a certain, um, you have to be prepared to make a fool of yourself. You know, I um, remember I used to go for Italian conversation sessions um, with a very elegant, aristocratic um, Italian lady. And the words for dog and meat are um, very close in Italian. And we'd had a long conversation in which I had been thought that I'd been talking about something I'd read about Italians um, eating less and less meat. And she thought that I was talking about Italians eating less and less dog um, <laughs> and, 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 and got quite offended in one way or another. And you just got to be prepared to kind of go with the flow and, and, and ride all of that. But as, but as well, languages have deeply personal meanings to people. And, you know, I know that, um, that you're of Manchu background, aren't you? you know, yes. They're, um, did, did language have a resonance in your family around that? Yeah, so my uh, love uh, for languages actually came from that kind of uh, family experience and rather sad experience. Uh, uh, the fact that uh, the family actually uh, uh, lost the language through the generations. I remember when I was a little child, uh, my granddad uh, was writing this uh, uh, funny script uh, vertically from right to uh, left or uh, very curly. I thought he was drawing uh, or painting something, but it turned out to be uh, the Manchu script. And he explained that it's a different language. Of course, uh, um, he didn't speak much of it. Uh, my parents didn't speak it at all. And certainly I wasn't brought up speaking it. And when I came to England, I saw a parallel kind of phenomena of uh, children of immigrant background losing their home languages very, very fast. And I felt really sad about it. And I really think uh, you lose something of yourself uh, through losing your uh, mother tongue, your ethnic language, your home language. And there is a kind of impulse in children. So, um, uh, you know, I, uh, my seven-year-old's Korean is really quite good. My six-year-old's um, Korean is all right. Um, our four-year-old has mostly been in an English-speaking environment, and so her Korean is more um, limited. And but when she wants to relate to her grandparents, she'll go yeah 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 yeah. Um, and it's not she's not making fun of them. She wants to be able to communicate with them um, in a way that she knows better understands. So I think there is that. Um, it's 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 really important that we. Um, equip young people to speak and enjoy their heritage languages um, for all those, uh, those sorts of reasons. Indeed, yes. So how do we encourage more people to learn more languages? And also, should we encourage people to pick up languages at any age? Um, yes, 
so uh, you know, I've uh, uh, had to learn um, uh, Korean relatively late in life, and it's not my um, it's not my strongest language. But we actually have research um, done here at UCL that demonstrates that there are benefits as well as disadvantages um, to later language learning. And certainly I know that um, you both expect to and pick up all sorts of things about a language much more quickly later in life rather than, rather than earlier. So I would really encourage people to get out there and start learning languages. So one of our current research projects is looking at the cognitive benefits mm -hmm. of learning languages that are typologically quite different from English. For example, we are hosting the uh, Mandarin Excellence Program funded by the Department of Education mm -hmm. in uh, secondary schools across England. And we're looking at the benefit of, or the impact of learning Mandarin writing, mm. in, in Mandarin uh, Chinese writing, on spatial visual processing. Mm. And it's an absolutely fascinating project. Obviously, uh, uh, there are really interesting uh, uh, experiences of these uh, uh, young children, and we're really looking forward to learning more of their processes of learning to write, uh, read and write uh, Chinese, and also the benefit on the cognitive capacities. Now, it's interesting, because I'm a very verbal person, but I'm uh, actually reading and writing Chinese is the thing that I have enjoyed um, most about uh, most about learning it, and indeed, um, uh, one of the things that I uh, do on a Sunday is at church. I tend um, uh, during the sermon to read my Bible in Chinese, and that's for two reasons. One, because engaging with the typography actually slows down the process of reading, mm. and therefore makes you think differently. But second, because often the Chinese translation takes a slightly different tack to the English translation, it gives you an insight into the text that you might not otherwise have. I think engaging in um, uh, it, it, with a different kind of topography does have all sorts of benefits. So yes. I can understand that that yes. work is important. So is there any other language that you want to learn? Um, so I'd quite like to learn Arabic. Though it's a bit of a challenge, and um, my wife would say that my career needs to get better before I go off on any new ventures. And what about you? Is there a language that you'd like to learn? I learned a little bit of uh, British Sign Language. I love the fact that it is uh, bimodal, mm -hmm. and I love to really take a proper course and learn it more. Right. And it's taught at the Institute of Education? It is, indeed. So there you go. So I think the important thing on International um, uh, uh, Mother Language Day is, is, is for people both to treasure um, the languages that they have, particularly the languages, the heritage languages. And there's a thing that, that we English speakers often have about language, that is that you have to be fluent for your communication to be meaningful. And I think what I see again and again and again is that no matter how bad your language is, if you're making an effort to reach out into somebody else's language and therefore into their culture and into their heart, it's deeply appreciated. So um, in my last job, um, a community from a particular part of Southeast Asia got me to learn off by heart, and I was like a talking parrot, I had very little idea what I was saying, about a page and a half of, um, uh, uh, of, of a particular language to honour a leader from their country. And so I stood up at this ceremony and 
recited my words like a parrot and I'm sure mutilated them in all sorts of ways, people cried because of the, of the fact that you were making contact with something that was profoundly important to them. And I think we English speakers can sometimes be just about a bit too proud about the notion that you have to be fluent or not give it a go. And if there's a lesson for International um, Mother Language Day, it must be give it a go. Um, you know, it, treasure your heritage languages, language and, and, and make sure that you try new ones as well. That's absolutely wonderful. Multilingualism is good for individuals, good for the community and good for society. Thank you very much, Dr. Michael Spence. Thank you.